Previously on Unstoppable Grace. The way that I stand up for my my little sister, Lorraine, like I just adore her. I love her to pieces. And and I would never see, you know, if she came in with her hair all knotted and wearing tiny little short shorts. You know, I can have big sisterly opinions of what's appropriate, but <laughs> I would see her pain. I wouldn't see the way she's dressed. And yeah. I think we need to be so open to that, to, you know, seeing people as a brother and a sister. How are we going to be involved in their stories if we really care about them in that way. Welcome to Unstoppable Grace. I'm Heidi. I'm Danielle. I'm Laura. And together we've watched God work through our struggles, heartbreaks, setbacks, and even our most shameful failures to bring beauty from brokenness. In this podcast, we bring to you those stories, along with truths from the Bible, trusting that He can use them to meet you where you're at, shine hope, and speak freedom into your life. On our own, we are so far from great, but by His grace, we are unstoppable. It's also, it's easy to just go about our lives, Laura, like you were saying. We're busy people. We have things going on in a lot of life. We spend thinking about ourselves, which is a pretty normal thing. Um, I used to work at a university, and one of the things that I noticed I did a lot is I would say I knew a lot of people there. Um, there's 500 staff and you, you see a lot of people all the time. And every time I'd see someone every day, I'd be like, hi, how are you? And, but you do it as you're walking by. And someone said to me one day, he's like, Hey, do you actually care how I am? And I was like, Oh yeah. But then I'm like, but do I, because I ask, it's just like a, an impulse question, right? Lots of people ask like, Hey, how are you? Like, if you go to the till, you're like, Hey, how are you? That question drives me crazy. But it's yeah. like a, that that's a genuine question. Like, yeah, Laura, how are you? Like, how are you actually doing right now? But there's a total difference between like, hey, how are you? And I mean, if someone asks me that while I'm, while I'm walking by, I really have no other thing to say other than like, good. <laughs> right? Even if you're not good. Like, it's kind of like. <laughs> well, if like, you don't say I'm good, then people are like, oh, someone's wrong Yeah, it's like, her. I didn't actually want to hear your life story. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so I think just being intentional in those questions, too. There's nothing wrong with asking someone how they are. Yes. But there's a difference between how are you and, hey, like, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah. I remember uh, years ago I was going through a breakup and my friend Melody. Um, hi, Melody. She sometimes listens. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I was going through a breakup and I'm just an emotional, sensitive person. I'm pretty vocal about like I you when you can see I wear my heart on my sleeve. You can see how I'm feeling really easily. And anyways, she knows that about me. She knows me really well. And she we we were actually just um, I think we were either texting or it was an email. And she said and she asked me, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm all right. And she's like or I said, I'm fine. I'm good. And then she messaged me again. She's like okay, I'm going to ask you again, how are you doing? How are you really doing? And she, like, she meant it when she asked me. I think, yeah, we need to mean it when we ask that question. Yeah. And be intentional. Right. Yeah. But also answer in an intentional way. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean, like, at the grocery store if someone asks how you are. Maybe don't, like, pour your entire life story out. Honestly, but. sometimes when people ask me that and I'm not doing well, but if it's someone I don't really know. This is just me, and I don't really feel like sharing my heart with someone that I that is a stranger to me. Not not to say never. don't. I never do that. But Or I never. 
that doesn't make sense. I not to say I never will share my heart with someone I don't know, but you know, sometimes it's like a personal thing and you don't want to. So I'll actually just, I'll tell them how I'm doing, but I won't say emotionally. I'll be like, I'm tired or, um, I'm busy. Like I'm busy day. Like I'll say what I'm doing Mm. or, Mm. or something that's more superficial. (laughs) Unfortunately. I'll often say I'm blessed because I'm always Ooh, blessed. Yeah, that's great. What's going on. Someone else advised me, um, if you're not doing well, just say unbelievable. Like, how are you doing? <laughs> unbelievable. Because he's like, it could be unbelievably bad or unbelievably good. But either way, it sounds like it could be a positive thing. And it's honest. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I work with a guy that whenever we get on a Zoom call and I ask how he is, we meet every day. His same response every single day is, I've never been better. And it's like, you... You could not not believe him because he says it's Genuine. so genuinely. And so the uh, like, I don't want to say the other day, maybe like three months ago, which is not the other day. Uh, <laughs> side note. <laughs> um, about two months ago, I was like, why do you always say that? Like, is that actually true? He's like, yes, it's true because I choose to make it true. Mm. And I was mm. like, whoa. And so. I asked him how he was the other day, and he's like, I'm good. I'm like, whoa, what happened? Are you okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't, like, never been never better. Never better, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a side note. Yeah, the, yeah, and and uh, don't take that as saying, like, w- what we were both saying yeah. as never um, being vulnerable. Exactly. But It's okay to not be yeah. never better. Yeah. Not everyone is like that. But that yeah. works for him, and by him saying that is, like, his truth. That's wonderful. Of like speaking something out. So whether I agree with that or not, it's just interesting mm-hmm. to see what other people do when you ask that question. And when someone says, mm-hmm. like, do you actually care how I am? Yeah. Like, I think question. so. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be like, actually, no. Yeah. I mean, I said yes. <laughs> wow, you're but... mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my bosses used to say, just ducky. Weird. How are you? Just ducky. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, it always sounded positive. Huh. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> I learned a, I learned a lot at that that job. You know, that's again that comes along the lines of like realizing that this story it's not about the destination, like it's about the people you meet along the way. Totally. And I realized um which we have talked on the podcast before about but was when Heidi encouraged me to worship God at my job. And I thought like, "Whoa, I can do that?" Like I thought I had to wait for like my my movie to get funding so I can do what I was called to do and produce this movie and, you know, do films. And, like, that's where I'm worshiping God. And Heidi is like, no, like, Laura, you can worship God in the mundane stuff. And and that simple little transition, she actually thought she offended me later because I didn't reply to her text <laughs> for, like, two days. And she's like, I'm so sorry if I hurt you. Like, I didn't mean to. And I was like, no, I'm just thinking so deeply about it. And it changed my life. You know, I realized wow. that at, at your job, sure, your your destination, your goal might be to build up your savings account or to pay off your student loans or whatever, but that's not what your job's about. Like the story's about the people you meet along the way. And and when I made that transition, I I got letters, like I got encouragement from people. One of the customers wrote me a handwritten card with like a little Tim Hortons gift card wow. in there to say thank you. And there were like four other people who came up and complimented me and thanked me just because I made that transition of like, I'm going to glorify God now. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to bring joy to these people's lives. And I'm going to be present with them. You know what? That actually even ties back to this conversation that I felt hesitant to say anything to you. Um, I had just finished listening to uh, another podcast um, where 
that that's what the topic was was worshiping God in the mundane. It's you know when you're wiping your child's nose or you're washing the dishes, blah blah blah. Um, and so I had just heard it, and then when you told told us like you know I just not not feeling so great about I'm not reaching my goals and you know I feel like I can be doing so much more with my life and then I remember really feeling God being like Heidi I want you to share this message with Laura that you just listened to and I remember thinking oh but I'll feel I'm minimizing what she's going through and like like no I'm gonna offend her and yeah when you didn't say anything I was like oh I did I offended her (laughs) and then it turned out that by my obedience to God, even though I had hesitancy because I was scared of offending you, um, it actually, like you're, you're saying, it changed your life. What? That's incredible. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Thanks, God. That. Yeah. You can never prejudge God's ideas when he's put something on our hearts. It's usually there for a reason. Uh, so I have something to read to you guys that I read the other day um, in this incredible book. I'm going to have to give a little plug here on the podcast. It's called Everybody Always by Bod. Bob Goff. It's about becoming love in a world full of setbacks and imperfect people or something like that. Um, It's really good. Anyway, he had this one um, passage that really stood out to me, and I thought I'd read it here and get your guys' feedback on it. He says, We actually build castles all the time, out of our jobs, out of our families, and the things we've purchased. Sometimes we even make them out of each other. Some of these castles are impressive, too. Lots of people come to admire what we've built over the course of our lives and tell us what great castles we've had. But Jesus told his friends that we weren't supposed to spend our lives building castles. He said he wanted us to build a kingdom. And there's a big difference between building a castle and building a kingdom. You see, castles have moats to keep creepy people out, but kingdoms have bridges to let everyone in. Castles have dungeons for people who've messed up, but kingdoms have grace. There's one last thing castles have. Trolls. You've probably met a couple. (laughs) Trolls aren't bad people. They're just people I don't really understand. Here's the deal. It's how we treat the trolls in our lives that will let us know how far along we are in our faith. If we want to build a kingdom, then we've got to start the way that Grace did, by drawing a circle around everyone and saying they're in. Kingdoms are built from the people up. There is no set of plans, just Jesus. God wants me to love the ones I don't understand, to get to know their names, to invite them to do things with me, to go and find the ones that everyone has shunned and turned away, to see them as my neighbors, even if we are in totally different places. You'll be able to spot people who are becoming love because they want to build kingdoms, not castles. They fill their lives with people who don't look like them or act like them or even believe the same things as them. They treat them with love and respect and are more eager to learn from them than to presume that they have something to teach. Mm. I love that passage. That's super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I'm curious if anything stood out to you guys from this reading. Do you have any epiphanies? To yeah. Um, another book, uh, and I think I might have plugged it one time. I'm not sure. It's called The, uh, the Gospel Comes with a House Key. Mm-hmm. And I am blanking on the author. But um, she's, I I know I've put her in the show notes in the book and in the show notes, uh, I think with my interview with Sally. Um, but anyway, she talked about how... Um, her when she became a christian before that like you would never ever ever think that she would accept jesus christ into her life she you just wouldn't think it because she was a very strong uh feminist um she was a very vocal lesbian she um she and she was also an atheist and 
she uh, decided for her, she was, and she was an academic as well. So very like, yeah, very academic. And she had to write a thesis or write a paper or something. I don't know um, exactly what it was, but she was writing a paper and she wanted to write about how the Bible is wrong. And so in order to do that, she had to read the Bible from cover to cover and study it. And then on top of that, she's like, okay, but I want to, you know, go into the lion's den and stare the mouth of the lion right in the face. And I don't know if I just said that wrong, but, you know. <laughs> like, actually, or? No, 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 okay. like, 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 as figuratively. Fig- okay. Yeah. <laughs> I obviously just didn't say it right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so she decided, she connected with this uh, Christian couple, and I believe that it was a pastor and his wife. I might be wrong. And they, they said, yeah, come on over. And, and when she got to their house, she sat in the driveway like just stressed out she's like you know i don't want to go meet these people they are oppressive to my community they um just that was her assumption of christians and the experience that she had had you know they they um don't acknowledge my identity um as a lesbian woman and so she it took it and then so she was terrified she finally went in and they loved her. They she they they had a meal for her. They sat and they talked with her and they talked about the Bible and they didn't deter away from the truth of the Bible or from what they believed, but they still loved her. And she's saved now. She's a Christian, she has a family and she strongly believes in being hospitable to others because it's how she was saved. It was through God's word and the love of Christians. Wow. And she says, and something that really stuck out to me when, when uh, I was listening, cause I listened to the audiobook. She describes how in society nowadays, love is seen as you approve of everything that everyone does and you don't say anything else. You just approve. And that is love. Love is the same thing as, a, as approval. But what she learned and what she practices is that you can, I, to say that I love you is I accept you for who you are, but that doesn't mean I approve of, mm-hmm. of, of, of you. Mm-hmm. I love, I accept you, but I don't approve of you. And that isn't hate. That isn't denying someone of who they are just because you don't necessarily agree with someone's lifestyle doesn't mean you can't accept and love right. them wholeheartedly where they're at. Right. And so I just, I think that was really powerful. And I, I think that's kind of what, when you were reading um, the castles versus kingdoms, that's something that I, 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 that stuck out to me as well about, you know, loving the trolls in your life. It's you accept the trolls where they're at, but that doesn't mean that you approve of, of what they're doing or their own belief system. And unfortunately, love seems to be synonymous with approval today in society. But it's that's not what love is. It isn't. And it's speaking truth, too. Mm-hmm. If I see that one of you or whoever it is, someone that I love, is going through something hard or, or struggling or actively acting out in, in sin, I think there's a way to go about it. There's an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. But speaking truth and love to someone because I care, I th- in my opinion, is is love as well. That's it for now for Unstoppable Grace. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned to hear more on this topic on our next episode.